0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani. We'll be joined here in a little bit by our good friend Ashley Holder. Um, She's going to kind of break it down, everything um, that we need to know from a Buffalo Bills perspective. Um, A lot of intrigue this week, not just because they're one of the Super Bowl favorites, but because there's a lot of question marks going into this weekend regarding Josh Allen and his elbow It would be kind of par for the course for the Vikings if Josh Allen didn't play, considering they have basically played every backup quarterback under the sun this year on their way to this 7-1 start. Um, Regardless, this is going to be a matchup that I think tests the Vikings. If it's with Josh Allen at the helm for the Buffalo Bills, obviously that'll be a bigger test. If it's with Case Keenum, everyone remember him, Minneapolis Miracle, Stephon Diggs is in Buffalo too. If it's with Case Keenum at the helm, I still think the Vikings will be tested in a, in a way they really haven't this season. That Buffalo Bills defense is really, really good. And then the offense is nothing to kind of scoff at. Even if Josh Allen, isn't leading the way. Um, Stephon Diggs might be the best receiver in the league. I know Vikings fans will say Justin Jefferson. I know some people in Las Vegas might say Devontae Adams. I know LA fans will probably say Cooper cup, but the stuff on is nasty. He, he he's so good at everything. Um, and then I think that'll be a good test for the Vikings. So we will talk to our friend, Ashley holder coming up next segment, um, about kind of everything from a bill's perspective. Wanted to kind of dial it back real quick to the week that was for the Vikings. Um, anyone who's listening to this podcast and has listened to this podcast knows I broke down, the Vikings win this past weekend over the commanders gave them a ton of credit for what they were able to do under tough circumstances. I thought it was their best win of the season. Honestly, Um, Washington was playing well. The circumstances weren't necessarily going the Vikings way with a couple of weird wonky plays in there, Um, but they found a way and Kirk cousins found a way. And after Kirk cousins found a way, After he led a, you like that chant in the locker room. This is old news by now, but we're recording on a Thursday afternoon. Um, So anyone who is anyone and has been on the internet in the past few days knows that a viral video of Kirk Cousins surfaced of him wearing maybe a hundred grand worth of chains around his neck. when, When on the team charter home, took his shirt off, was doing some dance moves. Looked like the team was having a really good time with it. Um, And and this keeps going back to what I have said about Kirk Cousins pretty much all year. That he feels like a different guy this year. That in the past, under Coach Mike Zimmer, it felt like he was always looking over his shoulder. It felt like he couldn't necessarily be himself. It felt like he knew if he made a mistake at any point in time, whether it was an ill-advised interception or a sack that turns into a fumble, whatever it may be. I think Kirk Cousins felt that if he were to make that mistake, he would have no sort of, uh, Mike Zimmer would have no sort of empathy towards that, that experience that Kirk Cousins was feeling in that very moment in time. And I say all that because that's how Kirk Cousins played the quarterback position, and that's how he acted when he wasn't on the field. Um, Everything was very guarded. Everything was buttoned up. Everything was almost robotic in a way to not make mistakes, to not bring attention to himself, to almost fly under the radar as much as a unprecedentedly paid quarterback can fly under the radar. You juxtapose that, Kirk Cousins, the one who was not the most accountable, almost defensive after games, unwilling to take shots down the field, whether it was Stephon Diggs as his number one, Adam Thielen as his number one, or Justin Jefferson as his number one. You juxtapose that, Kirk Cousins, with the Kirk Cousins we saw on Sunday, the one who is willing to throw that 50-50 ball to Justin Jefferson on the field, but then takes his shirt off, wears the chains off the field, and really just kind of leans into this dorky persona that he is, isn't trying to be someone he's not. I think that's a huge reason the Vikings have been so successful this season. I've said that before on this podcast, and I'll continue to say it time and time again. Kirk Cousins is is the biggest reason the Vikings are 7-1 at this point. There's no denying that. He has four game-winning drives under his belt. Everyone remembers he went back-to-back-to-back to back to back with game-winning drives against the Detroit Lions, the Saints in London, and the Chicago Bears. probably shouldn't have been in a position where he needed to lead those game-winning drives, but he did. And he led another one uh, in Washington the other day against his former team against, you know, in, in a hostile environment that was mocking the you like that chant throughout the afternoon, her cousins roast the occasion. And then he roasted the occasion again with his teammates. And I think all of this matters. I think the fun of the team matters Back when me and Jace used to do this, we and we would, we would talk about the smiles per game that that Kevin O'Connell has going on within the Vikings locker room. And I think you're starting to see that from, with Kirk Cousins leading that charge. Um, the Kirk Cousins 180 has been so unlike anything I've ever seen. This is a guy who I think came across as very, very unlikable to the masses. Right? Like there was always he, he's a polarizing guy, so there was always people that loved Kirk cousins. And there was people that did not like Kirk cousins, but I think for the masses, he was unlikable in the sense that like, he was just kind of boring. I don't think anyone like loathed who Kirk cousins was as a person. I just don't think he was a likable guy. I don't think it was something where people gravitated towards who he was on the field with how he played the position or who he was off the field with how he handled himself. So I think that, compared to this season, he's, he's become so likable. Like he was on the Pat McAfee show talking about how he's always been this jacked guy and how in, in college he, he really had a beach bod and he had to almost dial back on the weights because, because he was too slow. Cause he was too strong. He, he went on the Manning cast and he talked, you know, at length about you know, the chain wearing, Tradition that has become the Vikings post-game celebration on the plane and, and Kirk Cousins told Peyton and Eli, I'm worried what's going to happen if we keep winning because I've already taken my shirt off. Like, what else can I do? Uh, these are all things that Kirk Cousins is doing. In real time, and I think it's super interesting to see kind of him lean into that, but I think it's also super interesting to see how he's being perceived nationally because of how he's leaning into that. Um, I wrote a column in the Pioneer Press this week, and I believe it. I don't look. I don't think Kirk Cousins is the MVP. I I don't. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. I think anyone who wants to say Jalen Hurts is the MVP, like I'm not going to argue there. He has the Philadelphia Eagles undefeated, obviously playing the best football in the, in the NFC by by quite a wide margin. Kirk Cousins is 40 to one to win the MVP according to DraftKings Sportsbook. And and my purpose of writing that column was just he deserves to be in the conversation, right? You know how they do the Heisman ceremony in, in college football? Like it's three or four big names. And every so often, like a, a mid-major school will have a guy who had a great year and he'll get invited to the ceremony. He's not going to win the Heisman, but he'll get invited to the ceremony. Kirk Cousins deserves to be invited to the ceremony. Look, like, He's not going to win the MVP. I think a lot would need to happen within the Vikings internally. He would need to string together, obviously, some huge marquee wins, signature wins. Um, they probably can only afford to lose maybe one or two games the rest of the way if Kirk Cousins actually wants to have a chance of winning the MVP. He's not going to do that. If it, He would also need Jalen Hurts to drop off, Patrick Mahomes to drop off, Josh Allen, who we're going to be seeing this weekend, to drop off. Um, even Tula Valoa, like he he'll have to drop off if, if Kirk Cousins wants to ascend to like actual legitimate contender. So I wrote that 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 column in the Pioneer Press just to say like it's time we talk about this because he has been a huge reason, the biggest reason that the Vikings are seven and one right now. And I think all of it is all of it matters, all of the, all the pieces matter because how he's playing on the field, how he's acting off the field, that's like a perfect marriage to success for the Vikings as a whole. So I'm excited to see what the Vikings have in store this weekend. Um, Like I said, they're going to be tested in a way they haven't. Offensively, certainly, because the, the, the Bills defense is so good, they're going to be tested in a way they haven't defensively regardless of who's at the helm because the bills are so dynamic up and down the field, but, but more than anything else, I'm, I'm just curious to see how Kirk cousins plays this week uh, because say he comes out and has a huge game. Like, let's go down this hypothetical for, for two seconds. Say Josh Allen plays, say he battles through this elbow injury. He's not hundred percent. And he plays like he's not hundred percent, but he plays. He's not on his a game he leaves the door open for the Vikings because he's not feeling totally up to himself. Say Kirk cousins kind of takes that opportunity, runs with it, leads his best game of the year. And they beat the Buffalo bills in Buffalo. Then I think we can start talking. Like, I think that my column that I wrote in the pioneer press will become some rhetoric that starts to kind of spread nationally, because I think he Kirk cousins needs a signature win. I think this is an opportunity to get that. I don't know if he will like a lot needs to happen in the meantime for that to obviously transpire. But if he does win this game, I think we're going to start to hear more and more chatter of, of, wait, how how good is Kirk cousins? Does, does he, do we deserve to be ta- Do we need to be talking about him more aside from that? Like if, if the, they're playing on the road, obviously the Vikings are playing in Buffalo. If they win that game at noon on Sunday, noon central, so say the game's over three 30 they're on the team charted by four 30. What the heck is going to go on, on that plane? Like, like Kirk Cousins said on the Manning cast, like there's not much more he can do. It started with one chain. Christian dare saw put, put his chain on Kirk Cousins neck on the way home from London. Then there was a couple more added the next week, a couple more added the next week. And then obviously the, the shirtless pick with him dancing with, Like I said, well over a hundred thousand dollars worth of chains around his neck. Like where else can the Vikings go from here? I don't know. I want, I want to see because that's just as interesting to me as honestly, that the fact that they're, they're seven and one, um, like we've talked about before, they're going to run away with the NFC North. It's just a matter of like expectations. Now, how high can they get? Um, We're going to learn a lot this weekend about the Vikings, about Kirk Cousins, about pretty much how this rest of the season should be viewed through a kind of 30,000 foot view. Um, And we're going to get more into that when we come back with our friend, Ashley, she's going to talk to us kind of about everything that kind of has to go down with the bills this weekend, um, where they stand injury wise, you know, what the relationship is like with Stefan Diggs coming, you know, playing his old team, Dalvin cook and his little brother, James cooks, James cooks on the bills. There's a lot of connections um, here and there. So she'll join us next to kind of break down all of that. Stay tuned.